He is the president of the spirit life. He is the king of the spirit life. Holy Basada Barabas. When men started navigating in time, that is in the time of the spirits. <laughs> you know, there was a time which was not the age of the spirits. But there came a time that men entered into the age of the spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ told himself, he says, I am going and I'm coming back again. Hallelujah. But this time we did not see Jesus. We saw a spirit coming now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, he is Alos Paracletos. Alos Paracletos. Hallelujah. This is a teacher. But it's not a teacher like me. A teacher of different kind. Hallelujah. He, we are the same. But he's of a different kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not walk with him. You will not hold his hands. But he will be with you because this is a period of the spirit life. Hallelujah. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. The spirit life is the education of faith. Hallelujah. So we begin to walk with the spirit by faith. Hallelujah. This is the essence of what the spirit life entails. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are in a time that we have been called to explore the life that we have been given. Hallelujah. We are in a time we have been called to explore this life. Like scientists explore the space. We have been called to explore this great life. Hallelujah. So I used to tell you that we are not just called to hear the word of God. We are to experience it. Hallelujah. We are to experience it. That what I am saying, where is it coming from? When Jesus Christ said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. The words. So my words is an essence of my spirit. Hallelujah. So if I give voice, if I give voice to my spirit, what do I release? I release life. Hallelujah. So there's a plane from which life comes from. Hallelujah. Do you see? So until you align yourself to that plane, all you are doing is what? It's just a noise making. Hallelujah. That is why in our time, the word must be preached in the presence and it must release life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Because the word of God must be a food to your spirit. Hallelujah. So men must begin to explore this spirit life and begin to move with the motions of the spirit life. Hallelujah. So there's a time I come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's a time I come. Hey, little Sabrindo Sabahai. And then there's another time I come. You see, there are different motions of the spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how do you know all this time? If you don't know the time of God, if you don't know his seasons, oh, my friend, you cannot flow with him. Hallelujah. So how do we enter into the spirit life? Then we start, we learn to start staying with God. Hallelujah. That is why we say we will pray every day, every day. Because until you learn to pray every day, you will not
not understand the spirit life. For they that stay with God, those are the people that understand the times and the seasons of God. Hallelujah. They know when God wants to come as a prophet. They know when he wants to come as a teacher. They know when he wants to come as a pastor. They know when he wants to come as the lamb. They know when he wants to come as a lion. Hallelujah. They know when he wants to come as a consuming fire. And they, went and they know when he wants to come as a cooling spirit. Hallelujah. As a healer. Hallelujah. So all these motions are known when we learn to navigate the spirit life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. So with my spirit, I relate with this spirit life. This time in which we are, we must be able to fly, to soar into this realm and stay there. Because when God created Adam, it was his calling that by his spirit he will stay, he will stay afloat in the heavens, he will soar in the heavens, and with his body, he will what he will stay on the earth. So now watch this, watch this. The body is a suit. Amen. Now, when God created the animals, how did he create them? The, the, the land animals. He called them from, from where? From the eggs. So they were formed by the dust, by dirt, by, by this dust that we see. Amen. So how was the fish formed? Say he called them out of the waters. So there's dirt in the waters. It is not water that forms fish. We have dirt. Hallelujah. We have dust and particles. In the water, hallelujah. These are the things that brought up the fish. Hallelujah. Yes. So everything that 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 walks upon the surface of the earth must be made from the what? The earth. Do you see? So when God wanted to create man, because man is also going to walk upon the face of the earth, what did he do? He formed us from the what? Dust of the what? Of the ground. Hallelujah. Because man is supposed to navigate, to walk upon the surface of the earth. So he called man out of the dust. He mourned man. And what happened? That was not just all. Because the destiny of man is not just to live upon the earth like an animal. No. We have a different destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a different destiny. Not just to walk upon the earth. With the animals and the fish and the birds. No. We have been called into something greater. So he put his spirits, he breathed his life into us. Hallelujah. <laughs> and man, and man became what? A living soul. Hallelujah. So a living soul is a joint between the spirit and the what? And the body. A mixture of the spirit and the what? And the body. A man that navigates in the spirit and in the what? In the physical realm. So man can exist in the plane of God realm. And man can also exist in the plane of the what? Earth realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when God said he created man in his image... After his likeness, it cannot be that he's talking about the physical body. Hallelujah. Because the physical body is to have license on the earth, to survive on the earth. That is why when your physical body dies, what happens? Your spirit has to live. 
So it is your physical body that is keeping you upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. So we are so used to the physical body. Hallelujah. We know a lot of things by the physical body. Man has explored. He has become the scientist. He has studied chemistry. He has studied physics. He has studied pedal mathematics. They know every engineering. They know the laws, the theories. They have created theories and laws to, to, to give definition to everything that God created. But one thing they have explored is the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's a time and evolution and era that comes, which is the time that men should begin to explore the spirit realm. Hallelujah. So we as Christians should not be ignorant of the things of the world, the spirits. And we should not just say and allow some people who call themselves witchcraft and say they are in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. They are lost because in the spirit realm we have two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. We are born in that kingdom of light. Hallelujah. We came from that kingdom of light. Hallelujah. So it is time we begin to find back our source. Where we came from. We came from God. So it is time we begin to find that plane that we that we operate with, with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Do you want to explore the spirit realm? Hallelujah. The spirit life. Glory be to God. So they can send a man to the hospital. The doctor can diagnose. Oh, he's having HIV AIDS. He's having kidney failure. He's having gonorrhea. Oh my God. And then they will treat the man. The man can go home. And then just one single week, we just put... Hey, this man who called himself a doctor has gone to school for seven years. In fact, he has gotten his PhD. He has gotten his master's. In fact, he is now he has gotten his DSC. Oh, doctor of science. Oh my God. This man has really gone far. So they brought this person back to him because they said, this man that you have just cured is sick again. Because when he went home, a witchcraft placed a demon of sickness upon him. So this man carried his sickness, his demonic sickness, back to the doctor. Doctor, I am sick. So they took the man to the lab. They take everything. They said, we cannot find anything. They said, our, our, our telescope, our telescope, our scope, 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 cannot find, cannot detect anything in this man is something oh, oh something must be wrong something, oh, say, you are normal you are normal you just need to rest when you rest you become okay the man goes home he is embattled he is tired he knows he is tired on the inside the next day he goes to another hospital they check him again they said we cannot find anything they took him out of the country to the best surgeons in the world to the best doctors in the world they use their best instrument because they said in China in USA they have the best machines so take them out of Africa. So they took them out of Africa to China, to USA, to Indonesia, to the best place of the world. Guess what? They said their, their instruments, their sophisticated, their world power instrument could not detect the sickness in this man because one single witch put a demon, a sickness, a demonic sickness upon the life of this man. No matter the amount of years you spend in Oxford, 
it cannot solve that problem. Hallelujah. But it takes a man who has entered, who knows, who has an understanding on the motions of the spirit life to be able to detect and say, No, there's a demon in this body. In the name of Jesus, come out of him. In the name of Jesus, that can make that man whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have been called into that realm so that we cannot be limited. Hallelujah. If man should only explore this physical world, then we are doomed. The devil is going to use us as, as goats and cows for his own experiments. Hallelujah. While we are looking for experiments and doing research, he also will be using us as research. Hallelujah. So it is time that men they forget this thing and say, oh, uh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. It's good for you to be a doctor. But master, if you are not a doctor in the spirit life, you are a failure. Because one witchcraft is going to deal with you. He's going to deal with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have been called to enter into a realm to find a place where we can navigate with our spirits. Hallelujah. Hey, where does my spirit dwell? Do you know where your spirit lives? Hallelujah. Do you know what lives in your spirit? Oh, hey, son of my name. See, the greatest thing that God ever did for man is the redemption of man. The greatest thing that God ever did for man is to come and tabernacle in man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yet, Almighty God has come to tabernacle in man. Yet, we cannot find an expression of the Yahweh that we carry. Yes, we cannot find an expression of the Jehovah Tyree, the Jehovah Rapha that we carry. Hallelujah! How long should this continue? Until we have understood that there is a barrier that prevents you from entering into the holies of holies. Hallelujah! Yes, you have to learn how to break the first gates. The gate of the body. You have to learn how to dismantle the body. Hallelujah. Then you step into the soul realm. Then you learn how to deactivate the soul realm and enter into the holies of the holies. Hallelujah. That is where God dwells in your spirit. Your spirit is a symbol, or the holies of holies symbolizes your world, your spirit. That is where God lives. Hallelujah. The priest must always go through the inner, the, the outer courts, the inner court before he enters the the innermost court. Now, in the innermost court, there's no need for light. Hallelujah. Because the light of God is the glory of our place. Hallelujah. In your spirit, that is where God lives. Hallelujah. So, until man learn how to break these obstacles, these barriers of the body, the barriers of the soul, he will not step into the holies of holies. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, I know, I know, when we pray, you know, when we pray, there's something you are looking for. That is, some of you, you go and take music. You go and take music because there's something, there's a staring you are looking for on the inside. Let me tell you, that staring, those things are inside of you. Hallelujah. But you have to learn to stay in prayer. Stay in prayer. Stay in prayer because if you are waiting upon your feelings to determine to take in the spirit movement, you are wrong. No. You don't mind those feelings. You stay. You stay. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are praying but you feel like you are not praying. Hallelujah. Now, that is a barrier. You must learn how to break from it. Hallelujah. So you got to continue. You got to continue. You got to keep on pushing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And very soon, the Spirit will open up to you. Hallelujah. Your eyes will be open. Hallelujah. Oh, Masala Bregede Bahai. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, then we begin to know that there is something that we need to do. Is that not so? There's something we need to learn. There's a place we need to operate from. Hallelujah. So preaching comes from a particular frequency. Do you see? Preaching comes from a particular what? Frequency. Hallelujah. That is the spirit life. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you back again to our um, wonderful topic, spirit life. I think this is the third time that we are meeting. Amen. Amen. As I told you that this topic is a teaching. Hallelujah. But if the preaching anointing comes, we will leave it once in a while. Hallelujah. And then we take it slow. We take it on slow. Because we need to understand. Amen. So, all through a summary of everything we have done is that a man is a tripartite. Meaning that man has a body, a soul, and a spirit. And you have to understand that. You have to understand something. That man, man is not having a spirit. Man is not having a soul. Man is, not, man is a spirit. Man is a soul. And man is a what? Body. You have to understand. That is you. Man is a spirit. Man is a soul. And man is a what? A body. Amen. So, with my body, I contact the physical realm. I contact the physical world. Hallelujah. And with my soul, I contact the mental realm. The mental, the emotional place with my soul. Hallelujah. The thinking and the reasoning is my soul. Hallelujah. And then, with my spirit, I contact God. So it is my spirit that touches God. It is, it, is, it is my spirit that makes contact with God. Just like the way your physical body makes contact with this metal, or with the wall, or with your book, or with your pen. The same way your spirit makes contact with what? With God. God is 24 hours permanently dwelling in your spirit. Hallelujah. You know, the priest usually enters the holiest of holies in once a what? A year. But still, it doesn't mean that God lives and comes there once a year. Does God come there only when the, the priest is coming? No. He is always there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you must know that the spirit reign it must be open to you before you can successfully open this. You know, before you can successfully understand the spirit life. Yes. Sometimes we talk too much. Sometimes we talk too much. I just said that words, the words that you speak, they are an essence of you. Amen. The words that you release, they are your personalities. Amen. Our spirit contains energy. Contains energy. 
your words can be powerful according to the degree of that energy you have built in your spirits. Hallelujah. So there's a, there's a lot of time that you spend much time praying. How can you spend much time praying and then you come out and say, see your head like this kids? You are wasting the power. You get squandered two hours of prayer into the basket. <laughs> that was your business. You just squandered two hours of prayer. Because when you pray in the spirit, you build to a certain energy level. So you begin to, 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 to measure your words. That is why most of the time, it's not every time that you like to talk. It's not every time that you should talk. You should know when to talk and when to be quiet. If not, you'll be a weak person in the spirit. Amen. If your words can give life, that means your words have life. That means your words have power. So if you speak anyhow, what are you doing? You are wasting those stuff. You are wasting it. Merely speaking, merely talking, you are releasing something. Whenever you speak, you release an essence of who you are. Do you know that? Whenever you speak, you release an essence of who you are. There's something about you that you release. Amen. So words are powerful. So you should value your words. Words and the spirit realm, they have a very, very strong connection. So most great of most great men of God will tell you, don't say this, don't say I am sick, don't say this kind of things, don't say I don't have money, don't say I am poor. Because whenever you speak those things, you make it happen in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. We only understand how to live in the physical realm. And we are trying to use our physical senses to operate in this spiritual realm. It doesn't work that way. There's a spiritual intelligence. There's spiritual intelligence. Maybe we'll navigate in that one next, next year. Hallelujah. But let us know this one first. Hallelujah. So there's a spiritual intelligence by which, you know, you know, it's just like I said, we Christians of nowadays, we have become too, how will I say, soulless or emotional. There are some things that the men of God in the past, they knew. They know when to talk and when not to talk. Hallelujah. I was listening to one of the great um, monarchs and princes of our time. Just a short clip on the on, on the internet. And then I heard him say, Whenever you come to the pulpit to preach, make sure you worship God. Don't just come there and worship God. I say, Wow, this man is a big man. Because if you have navigated, you have stayed with God for some time, you will understand that what he said is hundred percent correct. What he has said, so people will hear it, but they will not know the power behind it because they have not experienced it. We know what happens when we worship God before we know. Hallelujah. So, in our time, we are losing the reference of this spirit life. Hallelujah. 
I will just jump back to what we are teaching. We started learning the three parts of the human spirit. The three parts. We said the spirit is divided into three. Number one, we have the conscience. The conscience. This is the part that is like an alarm whenever you are going wrong. It just gives you a direct rebuke. Sometimes you have, if you feel it, it manifests in the physical. You know what you are doing is wrong. That is the conscience. And then we have another part which is known as the intuition. The intuition. Your spirit has a mind. Do you know that? Your spirit has a mind. Your spirit has a mind. Just like you have a normal a mind, your spirit also has a, what, a mind. And your spirit knows things by its mind. Hallelujah. So you must know what is on the mind of your spirit and what is on your own mind. They are not the same. So that ability for you to know is the mind of the spirit. Amen. That is the intuition. You just know things by the spirit. So your spirit can know things. Hallelujah. Your spirit can be, you know that your spirit can just be disturbed. Your spirit can just, there are some times if something bad is going to happen, I will just feel sad within me. And I cannot explain why I am sad. So whenever something like that happens now, I know. The moment I, I notice that kind of sad feeling in my spirit, oh, I better start praying because something that is not good is coming. And then we said the spirit is also divided into the last part, which is called the communion. The communion. This is the part that relates with God. This is the part that worships God. This is the part that expresses our love for God. This is not in the soul, mind you. This is in the spirit. Amen. So, when you experience a drawing to pray, when you experience a drawing to study the word of God, when you experience a drawing to fast, all these things are in the communion realm. Hallelujah. So, all these things, they give or they are the voice of the words, the spirits. Hallelujah. So, we are going to continue from where we stopped. Going to continue from where we stopped. That is where we stopped. We are going to continue. We are looking at the functions of the conscience. The functions. Psalm 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10. Are you there? So we start with the conscience. Psalm 51 verse 10. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
Amen. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This prayer that was made by David, talking about a right spirit within me, is talking about the part of the conscience. Make a right spirit within me. Amen. So, your conscience can become wrong. Can your conscience become wrong? Can your conscience become wrong? Can you choose to love the devil through the part of communion that is in your spirit? That part, can you love the devil? But some people love the devil. Which part of the spirit? The communion. So, it's possible. So, can your conscience, that part of the spirit that tells you the right and wrong, can it become wrong? Yes. So, now, there was a time that David went to do something bad. He took somebody's wife and allowed the person to be killed in battle. What was he using to do it? <laughs> so, all those times, do you think that it just happened like that? No. He has been in that state, wrong state, for a long time. It was not the day that he saw Bathsheba that he fell. That one is just a crowning. He has yielded to the spirit of lust. So listen, the moment you make a decision in your in your heart, that is in your spirit. That you are going to do certain things, you kill the conscience. Certain things which are wrong, you kill the conscience. Because when you continue doing those wrong things, you kill the voice of the conscience that it cannot even tell you that what you are doing is what is wrong. Meaning it should no longer be strong. It doesn't mean that it is dead. But it will not get to a time that that part of your conscience will not be telling you that, ah, yes. Even the bad thing you are doing, it will not become what? Right. So David got to that point. How can David, like, just think, how can David, this man who really loves God, kill a man to take his wife? You have a lot of beautiful women in your community. You are a king. You can just order, bring me this. But he never knew that what he did was what was wrong. Until the prophet came to him. It was until God sent his voice. So it is the voice of God that awakens the conscience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So it is that voice of God that gives life back to the conscience. Hallelujah. So when Nathaniel came back to David, he said, I want to tell you a parable. There was a rich man in a certain city. He has a lot of cows. And then there's another poor man which doesn't have anything. And then one day, the rich man wanted to have a party. Instead of him to kill his own cow, he went to take the poor man's cow and kill it. And then he asked David, David, the king, what should we do to this rich man who has done it? He said, ah, what this man has done is very, very wrong. We must do this. We must stand up. For that particular issue, his conscience was still working. But for the thing he has done, his conscience was there. So Nathaniel said, you are that man. At the moment, it was like a sin. The light struck him. He was broken. The conscience revived. He said, Oh, it is against you have I seen. You alone have I done this wrong thing. So at that point, he knew that what he has done was what? Was wrong. So that is why we came to this particular verse, Psalm 51 verse 10. That he says, create, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. So can your spirit be renewed? Remember, we learned last on Sunday that the inner man is renewed what? Day by day. So, when we become used to a certain type of sin, we will kill the conscience in that area until God allows His judgment to catch us. <laughs> Do you know that most of the times people don't change their ways, they don't repent until something bad happens? At times, those bad things that happen. They come in the form of the voice of God to that person. And then he sits down and starts regretting that what he has done is bad. But when he was doing it, he was not feeling anything. So at that point, the conscience revived. He began to cry and pray, Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. Strengthen me. Amen. Renew a right spirit within me. It's one of the best. You know, in our walk with God, we must not get to the point that we are no longer renewed. If you get to that point, you are no longer renewed. It will will, will affect the communication system between you, your spirit, and God. So, even if you are in the church, inside of you, there is no peace. Amen. Inside of you, there is no peace. You are worried. You are worried. That part of you that is not experiencing peace, that is keeping you worried, you are thinking, what if I am caught? 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 That part of you is the conscience. It's still troubling you. So, whenever you find yourself that you cannot make a decision, 
Should I do this? I should not do this. I should not do this. I should do this. You know what you want to do is wrong. But you still want to go ahead and do it. If you are in that state, you will not get that peace that you need. So, if I am to have peace within me, except you want your, your conscience to be dead like that, you are not going to experience that peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, how would God have mercy on a man who is going on the wrong direction? How would God have mercy on a man who is doing the wrong thing? By allowing some certain things to come his way. Amen. God knows your limits. God knows what is going to break you down. He says, He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. So there's a limit your spirits can bear. There's a capacity your spirits can bear. And God knows. Amen. So there are some certain things that will happen in your life. You know, ah, as for this one, yeah, it is called this. It is this. Amen. It was after David was caught that he said in his prayer, create a right spirit within me. Create a right spirit within me. We have been called not just to live in righteousness, but we have been called to also what? Express it. Hallelujah. We are not just righteous. We are, we are an expression of that righteousness. Hallelujah. That is why there is no Christian in this world that will do wrong and be okay. No matter who you are, you cannot do wrong and, and be okay. That means you are not even born again. There is no Christian that does wrong and is okay. Somehow, somewhere, he feels it inside of him. He knows inside of him. So every Christian, they wish that there is a button that they will just press. Bam! And then they will never sin again. If that button is there, a lot of Christians would have bought presents. Because the state in which your conscience will put you your conscience is a part of your spirit. So whenever you give yourself to things you're not supposed to do, you weaken yourself in a little way. You kill the communication in a, in a little way. You open doors for the devil to manipulate you. Amen. So if the Bible says, flee sexual immorality, flee fornication, flee these things, he's saying these things to help you. Because there is no Christian that will live in fornication there is no Christian that will live in adultery and would have a peaceful conscience. That conscience it will The Holy Spirit, it will come, my friend. That's it. It will come as you open your Bible. It will come again, my friend. That's it. <laughs> As you dress, you are coming to church, you will come again, my friend, dancing. And he said, hey. At that point, you know, 
you are not free. You are not experiencing peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It weakens you. It weakens you. It weakens you. So you have to know that it is weakening your spirit. It is making you less sensitive. So even if things are being translated in the spirit realm, because your spirit at that time is down, it cannot catch the signal. Why do you think that all of a sudden people become bold in prayer? Because as you pray, your spirit is renewed. Hallelujah. Because as you pray, some changes begin to, ha- to happen within you. As you pray, some workings begin to come within you. Hallelujah. So as you begin to pray, you are making some certain decisions on our way. Do you know that? As you pray, in your mind, you begin to make some certain decisions. I will not do this again. I, I, I will do this. I will do that. I will start doing this. I will start doing that. Hallelujah. So we say that we experience it, we experience changes in prayer. Prayer changes you. So prayer is not just about the result that you get, but the main essence is that prayer changes you. Meaning prayer renews you. Hallelujah. Prayer brings your spirit back to alignment with the spirit of God. So your spirit is always supposed to be aligned with the spirit of God. God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. So the moment our body begins to come in between our spirit and God's spirit, then we are disaligned. That means our spirit begins to, to dictate what we will do. We begin to act according to how we feel in our spirits. There have been a disalignment. It's not as if we are not still saved. It's not as if we are not still righteous. We are. But the spirit line, you will struggle there. <laughs> you will struggle there. It's not going to stop. It's not going to save your salvation. But you are going to struggle. You are going to be less effective in the spirit life. Your communication will not be sharp. Because you have been disaligned. So, this is how it is. That our spirit will be subjected to the the spirit of of God. For as many as are led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God leads our soul, no. Leads our body, no. The spirit of God leads our what? Spirit. So the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of what? Of God. So the spirit of God communicates with our spirits. So now, as we receive the instruction from our spirit, what happens? We express it in our soul. The soul is like a television. Where everything is being revealed. It depends on which frequency you are displaying from. So, somebody who is living anyhow, anyhow, and doing wrong things all the time, is transmitting from the frequency of the world, of the flesh. So, somebody who is on fire, praying, 
doing the things of the spirit, he is transmitting from the frequency of the word, the spirits. So Apostle Paul said, he says, I put my body under what? Subjection. So the body must be brought under subjection of the what? The spirits. That is called alignment. That my spirit yield to God and my body yields to my what? Spirits. Amen. So when it happens like this, what you have formed is a spiritual house. You are no longer carnal, but you have formed a what? A spiritual what? House. Amen. So for you to navigate or to live effectively in this spirit life, then you must learn to always bring the body under what? Subjection. The principle of alignment must be there. The angels, they want to partner with you. But if you are in disalignment, you may not see them. You may not see angelic activities if you are in disalignment. You will not experience some kind of communion. Even it will begin to affect that part of communion. When you are disaligned. Amen. We can keep on we can, we, we can choose to continue to live the way we are or to choose to align ourselves with this spirit life. Hallelujah. But I believe that this time and this message has come for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this is my time to walk in the spirit life. Nothing stops me. This is my time to grow. This is my time to fly. Hallelujah. Say, I put my body under subjection every day. Say, my conscience is renewed. My conscience is renewed in the name of Jesus. So, how can we constantly keep our conscience alive? We can do this by feeding constantly on God's word. I don't say go and read David and Goliath. You know, <laughs> there are some things that you actually need to see. For example, if you are struggling with stealing, don't go and start reading Sons of Solomon. Read the part that will instruct you concerning what? Stealing. So that it can work on your conscience. But most of the time, we want to touch those parts. We want to hide away from those parts. Just like Adam. So whenever there is a disalignment, what happens is that we usually hide in the spirit. We usually hide. We always want to hide from that voice of God, from that presence, who else wants to hide? But that is where you should actually go to. 
so that it can awaken your conscience. Hallelujah. So if you learn to stick, to stay on the word of God constantly, 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 it will keep you alive in the spirit's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I don't joke with my Bible study. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't joke with my Bible study. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's just open our feet. Begin to make that decision right now in your mind. Spirit of God, at work in me, speak to me, instruct me. Spirit of God. Work in me, speak to me, oh, instruct me. Let your light come, oh Lord, let your light shine. Awaken me, oh, awaken me, oh, let your light come. Let your light shine. Awaken me. Awaken me. Awaken me. Awaken me. Oh, my son, This is not time to speak in tongues. This is time to speak in English. This is time to speak in your language. This is not time to talk in the spirit. This is the time to talk to God. Talk to Him now. Talk to Him now. That this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, it has been killing my conscience. It has been killing this part of me. But Father, I want it no more. I want it no more. I am rising out of it now. I receive strength to come out of it now. In the name of Jesus. I receive strength to come out of it now. In the name of Jesus. It will not kill me. It can't kill me anymore. I receive strength to come out of it now. I receive strength to come out of it now. I receive strength to come out of it now. I receive strength to come out of it now. Dear Father. Thank you for coming by the grace of God.